0: Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle,
1: the WordPress Chick.
0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. And I'm excited today because we really are going to be talking about WordPress, which is pretty fun. <laughs> I know my interviews tend to go in a whole bunch of different directions with online marketing and business. Uh, but today I have Paul Irvine on the phone. Paul, thank you so much for being here.
1: No problem at all. Thanks for having me, Kim.
0: And Paul is a champ. He is in the UK, so it's like 1030 at night for him right now. So thank you. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> yeah, you are a trooper. Although I love your accent. So I could listen to you all day. Um So first of all, I have to share with everybody. I love this we connected through Facebook recently, correct? Was That's that really? Right, you yeah. Mean, like, yes. Yeah, I just I love it. You know, I've definitely tried to step up the engaging and connecting and and you just never know what's going to come out of it. So, um so yeah, I just wanted to remind the listeners, you just never know. So reach out, say hi and and have a conversation
1: absolutely
0: um okay so before we get into and, and of course everybody listening all the links and anything that paul and i talk about will be in the show notes um paul is the owner of paul dash irvine am i saying your last time correctly
1: uh, it's irvine, silent E.
0: irvin okay e. sorry in the states <laughs> i was thinking i did that wrong from last time yeah paul dash irvin.com but it's spelled with like irvine if you're in the states um what were you doing before you started this business
1: uh, I was actually in the corporate IT world. Um, I worked in uh, the infrastructure, the ser- supporting the servers, uh, security upgrades, and such like for a number of blue chip companies and banks uh, based around the UK. I ended ended my my run in the corporate world when uh, <laughs> the corporate world decided uh, that it was going to be part of the the whole financial implosion that we saw back in two thousand and eight. Uh, wow. so unfortunately yeah. yeah unfortunately I was made redundant went through some uh some some stuff and uh eventually got myself established online uh doing what I doing what I do doing what I love to help people with their their WordPress uh, problems
0: So let me let me ask you this with obviously I, things have picked up so I guess you could always go get a job again however <laughs> you know you've been doing this now for 8 years and did you decide, Did you go looking for a job first, or did you think, you know what, this is my opportunity?
1: In all honesty, I had a very short time uh, looking at the job market because it was pretty much non-existent. Uh, the jobs that were going, you know, there was multiple hundreds of people looking for the, the same posts right across the board, uh, even back down to junior level. Um, so one evening, I decided to type that famous uh, <laughs> famous Google searching, make money online. <laughs> yep. Uh went down that rabbit hole for um probably a good couple of years actually until I, I circled back around after learning the, the stuff about marketing and online presence and uh you know creating services and training programs. Uh I, I did a, a full a full 180 effectively and leveraged the skills that I'd learned in the corporate workplace and translated it into, you know, establishing my own my own service and support business.
0: Okay, so let's back up a little bit because I think that's really important for people to hear um that <laughs> the rabbit hole that I, I've heard the rabbit hole. I use that term a lot, actually. Or, you know, I've heard people say it's like, you know, the newbie internet marketing tax where, you know, so what are some of the things you were dipping your toes into or testing at that time?
1: Oh, man, everything. Um, I tried affiliate marketing with ClickBank products. Uh, I dabbled in CPA, uh, article marketing, um, What else did I do? I did pretty much a bit of everything. I learned some copywriting. Um, Yeah, pretty much anything that there was a supposed magic button to make thousands of dollars (laughs) at night. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, what I basically ended up with was, um, well, uh, a lot of money spent on programs that were sitting on my hard drive, probably taking up about 40 or 50 gigs worth of space until I wiped them away. (laughs) Um, but I finally, there were some good nuggets that I learned in the, in the journey. Um, one was that there is a way to make money online, um, but there's no magic button. It's, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of late nights burning the candle at both ends, um, and dedication and the, the want, the drive to actually do it, um, is what finally pushed me through to, uh, to be doing what I'm doing today.
0: There's a whole bunch of good nuggets in that. So I got to backtrack a little bit. Um <laughs> You know, I, I think, first of all, everything that you mentioned that you touched on, they're all good ways to make money online. But yeah. like you said, it's, it's really, you know, because it's funny as I've gone back, I've always done affiliate stuff with products that I use. Um, but I've started testing CPA stuff. However, I understand traffic and the data a whole lot more than I did when I was starting. And mm-hmm. because even though you were in IT, it's, it's like a whole other world and even, that space, the affiliate and CPA space, is a world beyond blogging and internet marketing in general,
1: right? It is, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's a crazy, crazy world when you first get into it. There's so many different avenues. And I suppose, if I'm being honest, if I'd stuck to one avenue and worked on it, um, one of the things that kind of gave me a bit of a wake up call about uh, taking advice from anyone putting out a Open quote product close quote was to be very wary um, I got involved in a, a training program that was out years and years ago and one of the modules was teaching about making money through Adsense Adsense adverts on your website so people click the Adsense advert that's tied to the article they're reading or some of the content on your page and if they then click that link then you make a, a credit from uh, from Google. Unfortunately, the method that was <laughs> that was taught inside the program that I followed got my AdSense banned uh, within 24 hours. And that was only after I made about, I think, a $140, $150 in the space of 24 hours, which I thought was insane.
0: Well, it uh, is because it's, it's, when you're doing it, it and you think, okay, like, so I found something to sell and I created an ad and I bid on some keywords, hey <laughs> –
1: that's it exactly, so then it proves that it works, but unfortunately again because of the because of the way it was it was taught, the way that i I followed the steps, it was actually against the terms of service of using adsense, so even to this day, <laughs> the Adsense account tied to my main email address has been banned uh since two thousand and nine, I think it is. So, um,
0: so you would have to do a whole new account, huh? If you wanted to to dip your toes. What were you doing? Was it direct linking?
1: Um, it was articles on a blog that I had in a, uh, a a niche in a, in a market. Um, and the, the ads were tied, uh, they were tied up to the, uh, the article content, but it was the, I think it was something to do with the page structure. I, I, I've kind of blanked it out of my head now, to be honest, and written that Girl, off.
0: I didn't too. want to talk about AdSense today, <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it was because the method that had been taught by the vendor was completely illegal in, in Google's eyes. But, you know, as a, a newbie, as you said, and, you know, the hundreds and thousands of other newbies that, that would have followed the course, they, they ended up getting uh, banned from using Google AdSense. So, yeah, hard lesson
0: hard lesson and for the listeners i think it's key to to take to take with that you know that it is so worth it to do your due diligence because you know you think about it and it's like well you may not have gotten that 140 bucks or whatever 120 bucks in 24 hours it may have taken 2 weeks but you would have gotten the money maybe had it you know it's there's all those little things unfortunately you don't know what you don't know,
1: so that's exactly yeah. You can only go by what you know at the time, but certainly due diligence is a is a big factor at play that everyone should should carry out before doing anything at all that uh, you know they want to learn and and uh, take take action on.
0: Yeah, and I think this is where if you you kind of go back to sort of business fundamentals because I've been looking at a lot of this, and if and if you kind of go back to the things that apply. Offline, there's kind of fundamental business practices, right? So it's like, if you don't know them, make sure to find them out. Anyways, that was a side note, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I also appreciate what you said too. Like, had you stuck with one thing and you know, I, I found for myself, I've done the same thing or where I've created a product and you know, I've sold some or it didn't do what I wanted. And instead of going back and seeing. What piece of that process did work, or mm-hmm. what I could have done differently? It's like, well, that doesn't work. So then you move on to something. So what? Right. So I, I do think that that is key, regardless of of what element of online marketing you're doing.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. As as a quick comparison, uh, one of my friends I've known online for over a decade now. Um He he was actually I think he was. Yeah, I think it just left college at the time. And I started talking to him about the whole internet marketing thing. And he obviously went down his own path to learn the stuff that he learned. And he got right into CPA. Fast forward to 2016. He's actually just gone out last weekend and bought himself a helicopter.
0: <laughs> you know what? It is. It's it's fascinating. Well, I have a story like that too. I've got a, a friend that's going to be on the podcast. Um, I've already interviewed him. And Two years ago in January 2014, he was on welfare and he's probably going to hit eight figures this year. Wow. Data yeah. Core. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Absolutely but crazy but
0: you definitely have to have, it's a different mindset. And so, you know, and there, but there's elements to CPA also, right? So it's one of those things though, that you, I, I think you have to really have the data mind and the, and be willing to test and tweak and learn and, and lose and, and all Absolutely. that stuff. But yeah. Anyways, but so thanks for sharing that, because I think it's really important that people hear, um, you know, because there's a lot of what a shoulda coulda, you know, God, I shouldn't have bought that or I didn't need that. Or I've got a handful of courses sitting on my desktop <laughs> that I've not finished. Um, so I think that's really valuable. So so when you decided, so t- tell me about that journey when you kind of came 180 and decided to go into WordPress. And I know security is a big thing yours, yours. Um, but what brought you back to that?
1: It was mainly talking to my new contacts and uh, my new friends online uh, through Facebook. Um, a number of them were coming to me saying that uh, you know they'd been they'd had their website hacked, or even simpler things. Um, you know, what can I use to to create a, a good password on my website, or do I need to install this security plugin? Or I've just got a small site; the hackers won't be interested. And and. Over a few months, I started to realize that the knowledge that I brought from the corporate world, none of it, pretty much none of it was, um, you know, there was no awareness of the importance of securing your website at all. Even if you're, you know, a, a little startup that's doing it at the weekend, all the way up to people making five, six figures and above a month, um, they'd never heard of the the WordFence plugin, for example, that we'll obviously talk about later, mm-hmm. they, they were still using crazy passwords or they were still using uh, the default uh, settings for installing WordPress. And it was just, a, it was an accident waiting to happen effectively for so many people. And I thought, well, hang on, <laughs> I've got this knowledge here. Why don't I just try and raise the awareness inside the IM community? Um, so I started talking to people uh, just via PMs and stuff. This was well before I had my my website online. It was it was more a, a friend to friend thing, if you like. It wasn't really a paid service, but yeah, I was just helping people out to to lock their sites down and you know deflect the, the hackers and um, you know just have more common sense when it comes to um, being a website owner. It's not all about making the money. It's obviously about protecting. money you're trying to make as well
0: (laughs) yeah the bankers need to listen (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just kidding um you know what i heard in a lot of that also paul is you know i know that there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast that have a wordpress business of some sort and so you have found a a great niche for yourself within this you know it, it wordpress is a big community it's it's a you know Common used, uh, CMS. And so, but finding that because really it was through talking and working with people that you realized there's a, there's a hole here, right? And so instead of trying to be, I don't know, I see a lot of people that'll start like this, you know, an aggregated WordPress site and they're going to just be affiliates and do reviews and stuff. And, and so to find, I don't want to say it's difficult, but you you organically solved a problem for people and found a niche at the same time. So I think that that's a key for anybody listening.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much what happened. It was, um, again, because of the the stuff, the, because of the knowledge I had already. And it honestly never dawned on me to try and bring that, <laughs> bring that into a service or a, a, a training arena within uh, internet marketing at the time. And again, it was only after talking to people and finding out that, yes, indeed, there was a hole there. Um, you know, people were releasing things, teaching you how to make the money from your website in different ways, or they were releasing plugins that would be absolutely amazing on release and then not supported two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody oh, was yeah. teaching this, nobody was teaching this critical stuff online. So yeah, it's it just kind of grew from there, really.
0: Yeah. And like you said too, I, where you were saying, you know, the basic install is this is something that for anybody listening who their, your business isn't about WordPress, you know, I, I've had this, um, you know, where people think, well, WordPress is free. And so they're just going to install it and it should be cheap and easy. Well, the knowledge that you have or the knowledge I have or anybody that, that goes deeper with an element or sort of a, you know, (laughs) sort of a subcategory within WordPress. There, there is a cost to that. And so, um, I, again, backing up that I think people think WordPress is free. And so, you know, no big deal, but there's all these things that, you know, that is what goes in hand with an open source that, yeah, it's free and here you go and use it. But then it's like, what do you do with it? And there's so many elements. So let's, let's kind of jump in to the security and, and let's talk a little bit. So what are some of the common mistakes that you see people making on their sites?
1: okay so the common mistakes are well, one of the first ones is the the web hosting that they choose um when it comes down to it that's the that's one of the key areas um the packages that you can um get the shared hosting from uh let's say the two three dollar a month providers if you take that up and you're running a, an established business you're you're making enough money. Um, to justify the higher cost, but you think that well, I'm okay here. Well, you're actually not because there's so many security issues around the hosting itself. When you're sharing your you're sharing your website your uh, your your cPanel with so many others, there could be hundreds of other people sharing the server that you're on, and there can be a situation arises where if someone on that server is hacked then guess what? Your site could be open to getting hacked as well. Not directly by the hackers, but just because you're sharing that server. So that's definitely one of the areas that, uh, you know, if you're making $500, $600 or above a month, you know, you really have to to reinvest in in solid uh, hosting. Okay, well... the, The dollar ones.
0: While we go through these, cause I'm sure there's more mistakes we're gonna get. So what is it people should be looking for when it comes to this? Because I tell you, I have hopped, I was hacked, um, a few years ago mm-hmm. and, and it was with Hostgator and, and left and then was migrated. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and was left and migrated and all that kind of stuff. And then I got onto a, a dedicated, you know, uh, WordPress managed WordPress hosting, but then it started getting slower. And it was like, I, it makes me a little bit crazy because everybody promises the stars and the moon and it's like right out of the gate. It seems like everything's smooth. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, well, this isn't working. It was working here. Well, this isn't what, what's going, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I've seen I've seen that a number of times. Um, you know, one of the companies that I uh, am a huge believer in and a huge supporter of is Liquid Web. Uh, they do shared hosting at a similar cost to the business package on Hostgator, yet the software and the, the servers are always updated with the, you know, the latest patches and updates to make sure that they are Fort Knox. You know, nothing's getting in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas companies like Hostgator and other EIG companies have, let's say, uh, a questionable policy on security updates. So even though you're paying a bit more, for the uh, you know, for example, Liquid Web, then you know your money is definitely getting well spent in terms of keeping your site safer than it would be on the you know the the budget packages that you can get elsewhere.
0: I just pulled these guys up. I'm like, hmm, I might have to do some migrating. I will go through your <laughs> affiliate link. I have a friend. It's is is are they UK based?
1: Liquid Web are based in the US. They've got uh, two data centers in the US, I believe. One's in Scottsdale, Arizona. um I'm not entirely sure where, where the other one is, but it's, it's cutting edge technology that they run their, their equipment on. So yeah, I mean, massive thumbs up for them.
0: Okay, good. I will, I'm going to look into that. I actually have a friend, um, just who recommends them also. So now I've gotten two of those. Okay. So what's, what's another, <laughs> so
1: what else should people be looking for though when it comes to hosting? Okay. So hosting, there's three different levels of hosting and Depending on obviously your, your budget for, for hosting, it's it's gonna kinda of determine that along with your number your your traffic levels, what you're going to be uh ideally hosted on. Shared hosting is the base level. You're effectively getting a slice of a server. If you're on shared hosting, then you know you're you're open to the elements. So if you're sharing the, the server with uh someone else who gets a, a big spike in traffic, they get a lot of visitors to their website, and you know the server's having to play catch up, then that has a knock-on effect on your site as well because you're sharing that server. So if you're receiving a lot of visitors, or you're you're running uh, a site with you know a big database or a lot of pages, shared server uh, hosting isn't ideal for you. What you really want to move on to is what's called a VPS, a VPS being a virtual private server, and that gives you uh actual allocated you know cpu memory and hard disk space that's yours and no one else can touch so the only time that uh your site's going to have any issues is if you cause them yourself <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's awesome um all right so what's another mistake that people make with their security
1: okay so still inside the hosting but more related to wordpress now is how wordpress is actually installed for years now, WordPress has had this thing called the five-minute install and there's step-by-step instructions sitting on the wordpress.org website and it shows you how to install WordPress the way that WordPress want you to install it. The way that most people do it because of the uh, the gurus teaching them to install it this way is using scripts such as Fantastical mm-hmm. <laughs> or Softaculous. <clears throat> The problem with using them is yes, it's fast. Yes, it's done in a few seconds, but all the settings that it uses for setting up your, your site, the hackers know about them. The hackers know about the, the admin username. They know the name of the tables. They know every little bit of the install uses defaults. So in other words, everyone installing WordPress with Fantastico or even Softaculous will have the same settings right across the board. Except for their site name and their blog title, so the, isn't the, aren't
0: the username and password though you generate those?
1: You can do on set, certain uh, certain installations of Softaculous, okay. um, but again, it depends on 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 the hosting that you're on. It's going back to the whole you know keeping things up to date. So if you're on a a, a smaller host or a a host that doesn't keep up to date with these things, they could be running out of date versions of both fantastical and softaculous and leaving you the website owner open to these problems
0: yikes okay
1: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> yeah i remember it's so funny when literally when i was first getting started and it was 2008 i knew nothing i went and bought i had the wordpress for dummies book mm-hmm. and i'm going through this right because it's a manual install it wasn't the one click or fight or whatever and i'm like i <laughs> I'll <laughs> get my neighbor, who works for a bank in in um in tech, and and I was like, "What is a root folder? Like, what is where I have no, I had no idea what it was. Right? Of it took course, me like four hours <laughs> to get through okay. it, but I got it done.
1: <laughs> you got there, you got there in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I mean, the first time you do it, it can it can take a while, and th- this is another problem that's out there is even the WordPress for Dummies book if that had. Language used in the book that wasn't relatable or wasn't understandable, then that's going to cause problems. There's there's not enough there's not enough real plain English explanations out there. Well,
0: um, absolutely, this, or yeah. images. I'm like, how do you yeah. how do you do how to tech without? I mean, now I'm sure there's something on on uh, uh, YouTube, right? <laughs> yes, but 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 yeah. I mean, I totally agree. The plain English is is sorely needed across the board.
1: Well, that's actually where I step in as well. I make sure that if I'm writing a blog post or creating a training program, everyone's going to be able to relate to it. It's not going to be full of jargon and things are just going to make you, <laughs> make you close the ebook or close the video page and say, look, I'm going elsewhere for the information because. The whole idea is to raise the awareness in a way that everyone can understand. There's no point in doing it in a confusing way just to, you know, some people do it because it makes them feel great. Oh, I know what all these, this terminology means. But they're end users, they're visitors, right? And they're customers. Mm-hmm. I've got no clue. It's so counterproductive, it's unreal.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and again, especially, I'm like, give me a screenshot with an arrow. Like, we have great technology for doing some of this stuff. So, um yeah okay so are there where do you recommend and so if somebody's done uh you know the fantastico install or whatnot how what can they do after that
1: uh there are ways to to reverse to reverse it in other words remove the the fantastical element and um remove all the the vulnerabilities that it created in the first place um I have to be honest, I, I don't know of any other training out there, um, except, <laughs> except the training package I launched last year that shows, shows how to do it. I haven't came across one blog post. I haven't came across one video on YouTube. Um, so yeah, it can be done, but there's not a lot of information about it out there.
0: Okay. Good. Which that, that's, you're solving another problem there. So, and we'll Indeed. give out the link to the training and all that stuff. Um, all right. So. You can keep going. I'm sure there's a couple other mistakes if you want to share them.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty. Um, Using the default admin username for a kickoff. um, (laughs) To let everyone understand, when hackers decide to try and get into your site for whatever reason they want, it's not a personal thing. Nine times out of ten, it's what's called an automated bot. It's a script that runs on their computer and just goes out onto the internet and tries to find website uh tries to find WordPress websites with vulnerabilities It's nothing personal that the hackers are doing towards you it's just it's just completely automated what, using what's the, the admin, purpose of yeah, it? Yeah. just
0: just to see if they can do it
1: um some of them do it to see if they can do it um, but the, there are other reasons the the hackers have a number of different reasons why they'll they'll go f- to hack a website one is to plant malware on your website so if someone comes to your website that is infected, then it passes the virus down to your computer if it's not obviously protected by antivirus. And that could be anything from redirecting people to, let's say, questionable websites. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It could be to install uh, key loggers, which actually record the keys that you tap on your keyboard. So, you know, that could leave you open to... Uh, if you access your your banking website, you enter your username and your PIN. Then if the keylogger records that, it then sends that to the hacking team. And guess what? You know, you're open to credit card fraud, bank fraud, you name it. So that's two things that they do with the malware. Uh, one of the other things that they do is they can install their own email servers onto your server without you knowing about it. And they can then use that to send uh, spam email without... Uh, getting their their servers, uh, server IPs banned. And obviously the outcome of that is a number of things. Your IP will be blacklisted, so your server, your your website could be shut down. You're violating the terms of service of your web host. And in some countries, you're also breaking the can-spam laws, so you're actually breaking the law as well, all because you let these hackers into your website.
0: Isn't that crazy? When you think when I'm sitting here listening, like <laughs> like it's just malicious. And I'm like, yes. you know, if they took that energy and put it into something, like they could be millionaires. Like a, lot,
1: a lot of them can, a, a but a lot of them do it because you know they they can do it. They can they can make their money from the spam emails or or whatever ever reason. Um, but yeah, it's 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 absolutely diabolical. But uh, you know, it's it's always going to be with us. So we have to we have to protect ourselves. I'm just so naive. I'm like,
0: just be nice. <laughs> um Okay. So, all right. So the, the generic admin, what, so now the only thing is that to change some of this user stuff, you have to go into the PHP my admin if they've set it up and done an install that way, or is you've got some of this in your training, I'm guessing.
1: I do. I'm actually going to um, include uh, a checklist download for the listeners of WP check on this podcast. And there'll have a free checklist and it'll show them how to actually change the admin username safely and create a new one without affecting any of their existing content on their website, plus some other stuff as well. So yes, I, uh, I'll give you the, the steps to that. No problem at all.
0: Okay. Fabulous. All right. So let me ask you this. If, if you could have everybody, if there was one thing you said, look, just do this. Um, to improve, you know, or or if you want to share, you know, fence, I'm familiar with that. Or if you want to talk about some of the steps people can do, the basic stuff, give us one or two tips would be awesome.
1: Sure. So not necessarily the, the admin username. Um, you can use the, the guide to do that, but just choose a strong password for their, their administrator account. Um, things like Chocolate Friday, <laughs> one of their kids' names or their spouse's names is just not going to cut it because it's it's easy for the... The hacker scripts to to locate uh, names like that. Um, there's a website that you can use. It's called PasswordGenerator.com, and that will generate you a nice strong password that will use different uh, letters, numbers, a couple of special characters as well. Obviously, you want to write uh, you know write that down somewhere safe and secure. There's programs available that you can use to do that as well, so everything's stored on your computer securely again. um, I'll include a link to that uh, in the checklist as well. There's a a good program called RoboForm that saves website usernames and passwords. So you can securely access uh, your site once you've updated the the admin password.
0: I used to use RoboForm. I switched to Mac though, so I use a different
1: one. But yeah, it's great. That's a great wee program, it really is. Um, so, yeah, the, the admin password, that's definitely one of, one of the big ones. Um, I, I, it can be habit because it is easy to forget a password, so people tend to use something that they can remember, but unfortunately that then makes it easier for the, the hackers to guess as well. So, definitely the password. Um, one of the big things that they should do is if they go to the plugin section, inside the WordPress dashboard and install a plugin called WordFence as we were talking about earlier. WordFence is free, it doesn't take up a lot of space on your website either and it's going to put up a, a shield of protection around your website that's not only going to monitor uh, hackers trying to get in, but it's also going to automatically block them as well. And send you an email notification to let you know if there's problems on the website. Uh one of the other things it does, it will scan your website for any signs of that's been hacked as well. Uh, So it does that on a daily basis. And again, it'll email you to let you know if anything looks amiss. So WordFence is is definitely a a good plugin to have. You could think about it uh, in the same sense as your antivirus software on your PC for example. It's an absolutely critical part of a WordPress installation, and again, it's free. So you know, there's nothing stopping you from from installing it. There's over, I think there's over two million installations on of uh, wow. WordPress. Yeah, it's a huge, huge plugin. It really is.
0: Wow. And I'm going to just go ahead and suggest if you get it to you know if they if the pl- if the plugin developers have a, a donate button, donate. <laughs> Um I, I'm always amazed at these people who maintain these free plugins and, you know, just do it for for the good of the community.
1: <laughs> That's it. Uh, even even the paid version is I think it's something like five dollars a month. Um but I think they have a donate option as well. Uh but certainly for from the security point of view for everyday website use, you know, the free version is is more than adequate to protect most people.
0: So you decided to create a course to help people navigate this path for themselves. So what's the overview of the course? What's included in that?
1: Okay, so it's WP Essentials Security, and it's a step-by-step, easy-to-follow video training course. And there's uh, checklists included as well. It takes them through three sections of security, shows them how to secure their hosting itself, secure their computer, including if they use an FTP program, how to make sure that that that's not uh, giving any crucial data away uh, during uploading and downloading. And the third section covers the WordPress side of things as well, from plugins to the settings that you need to best practices uh, in order to lock your site down as securely as possible.
0: And what was the name of it again?
1: It's WP Essentials Security. And is that just on your website? Uh, It is, yes, that's right. Um, What I will do is if you go to paul com forward slash WP check and not only will the checklist be available for download, I'll also include uh, a link to, to the course there as well and I'll even knock it down to a special price for your listeners.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Okay, so fill us in on on where you're going, what's happening with the business this year. You've been doing a lot of outreach. I know you're connecting more. What's happening?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually been quite a a massive year so far. I cannot believe we're midway through April already. Um, I
0: cannot either. It's a little scary. (laughs) It is crazy.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so there's a lot of different areas. I'm focusing more on getting the word out there about security, uh there's also a number of other training programs such as speeding your website up. Something we could talk about another day, Kim. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> I want that. Do you know I have to tell you I've done that so many times I'm like all right, I'm going to do the WISO report and I'm like all right, I don't want to get into compressing, you know, <laughs> HTTP requests or CSS files. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to do a follow-up show and if you're going to do a course which we're going to do a webinar about security anyways. Um okay. but but yeah, I'm which we had talked about. So we'll have to, again, everybody listening, just stay till the end and I'll have a direct link to the webinar that that I'm going to co-host. Paul's going (laughs) to deliver, but I am happy to share, of course. Uh, So yeah, the speeding up one would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, really looking forward to the the webinar as well. Uh, Yeah, so there's one on speeding your website up as well, and that's from from A to Z. And the other area is uh, backups. Disaster recovery, if you like, um, make sure that you have backups available, uh, so that if something does go wrong with your site, then a couple of clicks of the mouse and you can get it back to back to normal again. And I've also started doing services as well because, yeah, okay, some people are happy to go through the videos, but then again, some people just want it done. Yep. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's the, (laughs) there's the video training arm of it and there's also the the services as well. And, um, you know, just consulting with people and seeing, seeing what they, they want to uh, get help with on their website as well. So things are growing at a, a nice pace. I have to say.
0: That's awesome. So what is working for you as, as you, you know, coming from a corporate background, I mean, you've been doing this for a while, but what's working for you in terms of marketing and, and growing your business?
1: I've got to say it's uh, outreach. It's, uh, it's connecting with people on Facebook. Uh, believe it or not, a number of people that I've known for a number of years have actually now uh, became friends slash clients as well because they've been interested in finding out what I've actually been doing and taking my services on or, um, you know, purchasing the training to go through. Uh, LinkedIn's starting to... Uh, LinkedIn is just a whole lover world. <laughs> uh, so many possibilities and opportunities in there. It's uh, it's quite scary.
0: Really? So you're doing a lot of lead gen through LinkedIn? What's working for you?
1: Lead gen, I'm connecting with... Uh, one of the things I'm doing, actually, is I'm going to find companies that are established in the UK and the US in different uh, offline marketplaces and doing a scan of their website and uh, (laughs) see what version of WordPress they're running, if there's any vulnerabilities there. And honestly, just getting on the phone with them and having a chat. And uh, if they're interested, we chat about what's wrong with the website, where it can be improved, whether it's to do with security or speed or both. And then you know either doing a one-off uh, consultation with them and fixing everything up, or even getting them onto a recurring system as well, so they're they're protected twenty four seven.
0: That's awesome. It's funny, like LinkedIn is. I'm like, you know what? I just don't have more. <laughs> bandwidth i think when it comes to the lead gen and stuff you have to find that space and and like it just to your point when we were talking earlier and you said you know how i stuck with one thing like finding facebook is a great traffic generator for me um and you know and so it's kind of like sticking with that and again as i've dipped my toes into some of the cpa stuff there's a whole mess of traffic that i had no idea existed <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's, t- it's testing it, but it's, but I really do think like you're saying, you know, it, it's, it's pick one method because at the end of the day, you know, I, I did uh, a recent episode where I said, you know what, I would do different if I were starting my business today. And mm-hmm. one of the things would be to really, one would be to master fundamentals, copy, you know, selling some of those email marketing, just the basics, you know, in, instead of jumping into courses or like all these, you know. I, I don't know, crazy tactics. Um, but I think there's fundamentals, but it's traffic. You know, I, that's, I think paid traffic combined with great organic reach, like you're going to get there 10 times faster. And I'd rather spend, don't buy the course, learn paid traffic and put the money into the traffic and have something to sell. Right.
1: Exactly. Well, this, this is the thing. There's, there's, there's so many courses out there on traffic, which is fantastic. If you're at that stage, but if you don't have a product to sell, why you know, spend the money on the traffic? That's it, exactly. Yes, it, it, it's, like, it's like learning to drive, but you don't have a car. Yeah. You know? um, it's, it's got to be done in the order that if you want to drive traffic to something you've created and you drive the traffic to sales copy, you know, copy the copyright that, that you've learned as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, hopefully get the, the conversions that you're looking for and then tweak it so that it starts to work as you want it to. But yeah, I mean, if you don't have a product or training or... A PDF report or download or something to give people that are coming to your site, then, you know, learning the traffic has to be secondary. You've, you've got to have something for people to actually download or buy or, you know, something to, uh,
0: even if know, it's bring a, them into your world. like an affiliate product or something, but get a landing page up, give them something and then do a redirect if you want. But, you Absolutely. know, it, it's, yeah, that, that was my hindsights 2020 20, just because traffic is, it is a mystery and and you can there's a, there's i absolutely believe in in content i'm a huge content marketer and creating traffic and building relationships um but you know you look at some of these people that have lists of you know subscriber databases of, and they're quality subscribers so i'm not saying you know go do a bunch of crappy lips, list swaps but um you know to build a a significant database that they it's paid traffic and so that's just my two cents but <laughs>
1: it's absolutely bang on though that's that's the thing and um one of the things that i only learned over the last year or so is i was kind of um i know we're kind of going off topic here but i was kind of getting to the point where my list was growing to a nice size and i didn't want to send an email because i was scared that people would unsubscribe
0: (laughs) uh i still deal with that paul it's crazy (laughs) i i do and you know it was i i ran a recent facebook campaign for a podcasting offer and i was like I had it over, you know, like 1200 subscribers. I was like, mm. yeah. And it wasn't cheap. I'm not saying that, but they're quality subscribers. And I've started really getting back into this. Um, I'm emailing more and I'm studying email marketing, like just the fundamental direct response marketing and, and ensuring that either there's an offer, there's a PS, there's a, there's a read, there's something to engage those people because it's essentially, it's all data and you know, you're going to get those unsubscribes. So what are you doing to make sure you're constantly getting the new subscribe? It's simply business. That's it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, I don't know. You know, the local grocery store has customers that come and go and they may change stores, but you know, why do you think so many of these places now have like rewards cards, right? Well, they're capturing your data. They're getting data, what you're buying and, and, all of that good stuff. So yeah, th- I think the afraid to unsubscribe, but then at the same time, it's like, well, you're paying for that subscriber,
1: you know? <laughs> so. exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the biggest realizations I had was not everyone's going to connect with what I'm saying. Right. That's the whole thing. I want to attract people, you know, like, like every marketer that, that gets, that gets it to the stage is they want to attract their own flock. They want to attract their own crowd. People that want to hear what they want to say, People are going to take action on the things that they say and do. And the people that don't want to listen, that's fine. They've got plenty of other options out there. And it's, as you say, it's business at the end of the day. It's not a case of people leaving because, um you know, of personal reasons. It's just that the the things you're saying, they want to hear something else. And that's perfectly fine.
0: Yep. I, I You know, it's funny, as I notice, and I need to... I, I'm better off if I don't pay attention to unsubscribes. Like I don't get notified when people do, but when I log in to active campaign, I'll see it. And you know, so a couple people had unsubscribed recently and it was like, Oh, this isn't what I'd signed up for originally. And it, my business has evolved. I really don't talk about. WordPress themes per se or Genesis anymore. I still use them, obviously, but that's really not the trajectory of my business. And so it's like, okay, well, that makes sense. These people got on board when I was talking about Genesis, but that's not what I want to do anymore. So absolutely. It's all good. So very exciting, Paul. I am so happy that we got this done. And so again, we're going to get the webinar back on the calendar. And so everybody just stay tuned for the end, and I will give you um, a direct link where you can register for Paul's webinar as well as reiterate the link that he gave out where you can get the checklist. Paul, thank you so much for being here.
1: It's been fantastic to speak with you, Kim. Thank you so much for having me.
0: See what I mean? Paul is a great guy. All right, guys. So you want more info? The webinar, the security webinar with Paul is going to be Tuesday. Uh, May 10th is going to be 2 p.m. Pacific. That would be 5 p.m. Eastern and 10 p.m. for those of you in the UK. Um, and I could have thrown in a central time, but don't make me do math. That's like two hours ahead before. <laughs> um, anyways, you can go to the wpchick.com Forward slash security, and that is where you can register for the webinar with Paul. Again, he's got a whole bunch of goodies for you. Uh, and make sure to register, even if you can't attend live, because yes, there will be a replay. Um, and talk about knowledge bombs, right? Like you're gonna learn a ton. So get all of those WordPress security issues out of the way and join us for the webinar again Tuesday, May 10th at 2 p.m. Pacific. Go to the forward slash security. As always, guys, thanks for living thanks for living. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Have a fabulous day.